This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Are you the type of person who loves to treat yourself? You know, sometimes you just want to buy yourself a coffee, a fancy coffee. Sometimes you want to get a little extra legroom on the plane. You know what I mean? So if you ever treat yourself to the top options, other places like that, then why are we settling when we're finding a doctor? I know it's easy to fall into that rut, but your health is so important. Enter ZocDoc. ZocDoc is a place where you can find and book tens of thousands of top tier doctors, all with verified patient reviews. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. There's no more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. You know we hate that. And these doctors all have verified reviews from actual real patients. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, which is so helpful. You can see who's located near you and who's available and who can treat basically any condition you're searching for. Plus, a typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 to 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. When I moved to LA years ago, I discovered ZocDoc because I was so tired of having to call all these different offices and wait. It took hours sometimes to figure out which doctor in town could help me and which one took my insurance, but not anymore with ZocDoc. I was able to find everything from a psychiatrist to a GI doctor, and I did that all through ZocDoc. And the app has only gotten better over time. I still use it. I still love it. I always recommend it to people, whether you have phone anxiety like me or not. It couldn't get easier to find a doctor with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash drink and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash drink. ZocDoc dot com slash drink. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Hey, I wanted to start off on a... We tried to start this a few minutes ago and it was just so... I got I got distracted by something that makes me mad, so... We were all kind of dull and heavy, so now I'm trying to lighten the mood. Thank you. Woohoo! Welcome to the show. It's grand. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to And That's Why We Drink. Why are you drinking? Well, first I want to say that I'm going to ignore that question because I want to tell you <laughs> <laughs> that this episode is sponsored by our $25 patron, Taisha. Well, that, that's why I drink. That's why I drink too. She's a gal pal. Thanks, she's, Taisha. She's great. She's on our Facebook, the secret Facebook group. She's a lot of fun. Wonderful gal, and she supports us. She supported us for four months now, so thank you. She's the bomb. She's a bomb.com. You know, I keep forgetting to tell you. Oh, boy. A ghost story. What? A personal one. It's so weird that you keep forgetting, and then you do it every week anyway. <laughs> Shut up, Christine. Listen. I. This is my stage, and you are my audience. <clears throat> I've wanted to tell you since I came back from Virginia, but I keep forgetting to. Do it now. Do it right now. So here, let me turn this off so that we don't bother the listeners. Oh, right. Yeah. They, they wouldn't be. <laughs> they don't want to listen to this. Um, I need to turn my phone down. So, um, so I spent the last, one of the last nights in Virginia at Deirdre's house. Oh boy. And she lives in DC now. So, um, and then Cloudy, our other friend, mm-hmm. the two of us spent the night at her place and she has a really big bed, so all three of us were, like, in a spoon train. Fun. Cloudy was in the middle, and Cloudy passed out really early. Mm-hmm. Not, well, earlier than us. And so Deirdre and I are on either side of her and kind of, like, talking and laughing. 
And then all of a sudden, I'm pretty sure, like, at this point, I thought Deirdre had gone to bed. I thought she had fallen asleep. Mm -hmm. So I was just kind of lying there. And I'm in a bed with two other people behind me. Like, I was the baby spoon Uh out of all three. Right. And I thought, like, I I mean, we've known each other since we were little. So, like, obviously, we're going to, like, fuck with each other. And I thought I felt deirdre's hand like kind of like fall over onto cloudy and like kind of hit me in the process like her arm like kind of reached over and hit me yeah and i but then like the hand was kind of like traveling and like grabbing my butt and i thought she was like just trying (gasps) to like freak me out and i thought she was like trying to just be goofy or whatever and i let it happen i didn't even stop her i was like I, I want to see how weird it gets. And so her Yeah, hand, you're like, two can play this game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so her, like, it just kept, like, squeezing tighter and on tighter. On butt? Yeah, literally directly on my butt. And eventually, it, like, didn't, it didn't hurt, but it, I was very aware of it. And I just felt it, like, kind of, like, squeezing really tight and also, like, rubbing back and forth, <gasps> like, like, kind of pacing on my butt. What And the? so all of a sudden, I'm like, ha ha, Deirdre, that's so funny. And you're just like oh, on the like on the other side of the bed, and she goes, "What?" And I and I was like, I grabbed my phone and I like threw on the flashlight, and I was like, "Oh, what? Like you don't know?" And then I like pointed it at my ass, and there was no one there. And as soon as the light hit my butt, I felt a hand release, and I saw the blanket move. What? Like it was absolutely. Wait, wait. So it was like literally under the blanket. No, like I moved. Like someone like was taking their hand off the blanket oh. that was covering me. But I saw like. I like absolutely. I was a thousand percent sure that Deirdre was just trying to mess with me. What did she say about it? <laughs> then she was like, "Oh yeah, well, this place is pretty haunted." And I was like, "What the?" F-? I'm sorry. What a pervy ghost, by the way. Yes, a very pervy ghost. What a freak. But so like, I don't, I don't know. But I brought it up and I was like, "Did you?" We both started doing that nervous laughter where we're like, "Okay, what the fuck do we do?" And it's probably dark, and you're like, "Uh," because I was like. I was like, your hand was just on my ass. And she was like, no, it wasn't. And then we started being like, oh, my God. Like, definitely, definitely, definitely just got groped by a ghost. And I just see Allison going, likely story, M. I tried to likely tell her and she story. literally was like, hmm, I'm hungry. And I was like, damn it. She's probably not believing that ghostly, she did. ghostly groping story. But no, Deirdre and I kind of just awkwardly laughed it off and then fell asleep. And I keep forgetting to tell you, but... Anyway, I guess that's why I drank. That for... would freak me out very, very much. I don't know how you fell asleep. Well, I was like, if that's the worst, it's going to happen. And I just went to bed. I don't know. You. It... Who knows what happened when I fell asleep? I mean, they, maybe oh! they're like, no, whoa. I didn't. <laughs> I meant like, maybe they like grabbed my butt again, or maybe they like grabbed yours butt. Maybe they didn't grab anyone. <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> I'm just saying I, I You never, you don't know whose butt it grabbed next. I mean, the I was Possibilities just... are endless. The weird thing, though, is I've never... Like, I've experienced things where someone kind of touched me or I felt like I was kind of being touched. But this was a firm, like, I was baby spooning and looking at the wall and was, I didn't even question it. I was so Could sure. Could it have been cloudy in her sleep thinking no. you were like. She's, she's like a dead when she's sleeping. She just does not move. And you saw the blank. And I, I, I like turned the flashlight and my flashlight was on my butt <laughs> and I was looking at it and I, I absolutely felt a hand leave. <laughs> And no one's hands, no one's living hands moved. My favorite part of the story is when you went, and then I shined the flashlight at my ass. I did. <laughs> I'm glad that was your favorite part out of all of that. <laughs> what you expect. Um, wow, that is quite a tale. Thankfully, I don't have a true crime story to tell from this month. <laughs> well, good. Knock on wood, anyway. Um, I do have a couple announcements. 
All right. Number one next week is our one year anniversary episode. Yay. Can you believe it? Yeah. Guys, we're planning something special. Fun, special things. Slash, if you saw our last Facebook Live video, you kind of watched us create it. Oh, yeah, yeah. You kind of created it and we just like stole it. Yeah, we were like, okay. (laughs) Actually, yeah, someone (laughs) mentioned it. We were like, sure, that's what we're doing. But that also means that today is episode 52, right? It's actually episode 53, which is why I'm very confused. Uh Uh-oh. It's fine. It's because our first episodes we did... We released three in one week. Yeah, because we didn't know about assigning a day no we did there was a whole thing on itunes or on like the message boards that i was stalking about how if you release multiple in a week and mm. your first week then you get like traction you listening potential podcasters then you pick a day seriously apparently that's a thing well then i guess last week we have been doing this for a full 52 weeks aka a full year can you believe it no i cannot no it's actually pretty crazy so we have some fun things planned for you and speaking of planning fun things we're going to crime con in nashville and we know we've told you this before but we want to stress like really heavily that ticket prices change at the end of this month so please if you haven't gotten your ticket yet you use, it use promo code atwwd for a discount um and we're planning a special surprise for anyone who uses the code yes so that is very exciting and we also just want to meet you guys and we're planning on doing like a meetup with people who uh, who do get to get there and yeah who get to use the code and everything so just come be our friend we just want people to like us <laughs> use our code um that's crime con in nashville may 4th through 6th we really want to meet you also if you guys use the code it really helps the podcast and helps us get there yes so that would be great too we would like to get there we Can you imagine if someone used our discount and then we couldn't get there? <laughs> we there oh my gosh oh man good times uh Beep boop up. Also, fun story. Before I forget, I want to thank a bunch of people who are just, I mean, I feel like all our listeners are just like the best, the best actual angels. And I've mentioned like my dream vacuum in that last episode. Shut up. <laughs> they did not. <laughs> people are donating to my registry and I just started crying and I'm like, oh my God. And so I started getting thank you notes ready already. Oh my God. Um, first, Rick Perry, one of our listeners, was the first one who found it and just donated to toward the vacuum and was like, just wanted to like contribute. And I was like, Aww. thank you. And then Carly found it and messaged me and was like, do you mind if I post this on the group? I think people will want to like help you out. Shut and I was like, <laughs> wait, what? And then all of a sudden I started getting all these things about like people are donating toward your vacuum cleaner and i'm oh like oh my god are so sweet so we're, we're like, gonna steal it halfway to the vacuum cleaner i'm so excited so you guys are just gems and i have been just tearful all week about it so thank Aww. you anyway that's my that's my spiel do you have anything why are you drinking because a month ago a grope i got groped <laughs> by a ghost <laughs> i got polter groped I'm sorry. I really did think it was Deirdre, I swear. Also, you guys think you're real slick, but Deirdre has texted me and told me that a lot of y'all are trying to add her on Instagram these days, so oh. I'm in the know. As if she doesn't. Oh, so so you're saying as if I think people are trying to be trying to, to sneak around on you. Oh yeah. Mm, got it. Yeah. It's a betrayal that I'm aware of. A betrayal. <laughs> um, I mean she did introduce everyone to sugar bush so i feel like <laughs> she deserves the love that's true um also remember how we told everyone to make us a, get us a tv show did they do it N- do no. we have a tv show can you imagine and then the camera crew comes in <laughs> <laughs> i 
I would make that, that Jim Halpert face of like, huh? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be wearing like flannel shorts if that were the No, case. they told us that this has to be as natural as possible. <laughs> oh, so this is me in my habitat. I have three bottles of wine around me and I'm in flannel shorts. Uh, no. So people were like, oh, so someone tweeted us like, well, how do we get you a show? And I'm like, I wouldn't be asking if I knew how. <laughs> we only have masters in TV production. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, why are you asking me? And then I'm like, oh, wait. Um, also, at Science Ruff, R-U-F-F, tweeted, <laughs> tweeted, your TV show should be called Drunk Mystery. <gasps> and I like... That's the funniest thing almost, I've ever heard in my life. I almost fell out of my chair. That's so fucking creative. How did we not come up with that? We kept calling it Drunk History, but with us. Which is a <laughs> drunk Batman in a kilt. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Drunk Mystery seems like probably the best thing to ever hit television ever. Okay. Netflix, are you listening? <laughs> Hello? Hulu? Hello? Fresh? Hulu? Fresh? Okay, but we are giving HelloFresh, like, the ads of their dream. They didn't even ask for this. Hello? Hulu? What, they didn't ask for us to just obnoxiously yell into the microphone? Yeah, probably for a reason. Anyway, let's make it happen. Drunk Mystery. Taisha, thank you for donating. Yes. This one is for you. There was, well, I, it was funny that you said, and then the cameras roll out, and we would have our reality show, and I would and have Bob just been Barker's signed on. here, yeah. Oh, well, I uh, just added that to my fantasy. All so. right. <laughs> um, no, because for a while they were trying to st- make a TV show oh, at, yeah. at my work. I remember that. And so like every now and then all of a sudden there'd just be cameras. Just I like, remember that. How- and I, it was always the most awkward times. Like they, I'd be really going to town on a sandwich. <laughs> and then I would look up and there'd be a camera in my face. And I was like, I did not sign off on this. <laughs> it's like the BBC doing a documentary and you're like eating like in your natural habitat. Yeah. <laughs> eating it subway sandwich. scarfing it down in 20 <laughs> seconds or less oh man anyway lord help anyone who has to watch a reality show about us spoiler alert they filmed it for eight seasons and none of them got on tv so eight seasons or eight episodes, episodes. Wow. i was like holy and then i aged immediately into an <laughs> old man I was like are you 45 <laughs> how old do you think i am i mean you're always insisting how much younger you are than me so it's like i guess listen Let's Listen. talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk. Let's get into the nitty gritty. <laughs> let's let's channel my Walter Cronkite. What is wrong with you? I don't know. <gasps> oh, even Geo's mad. I'm just in a weird place. Okay. Can you just tell me about a ghost now? Oh, you already did. <laughs> a, a, I keep trying to come up with a clever pun and you just pick the best one. And now we're going to get a bunch of tweets and we feel like an idiot. Yeah. Another ghost. I already told you about this, I think. A couple days ago, I woke up at 3 a.m. sharp. Um, You actually said this on the listener episode. <laughs> I did? Yeah. It still bugs me. Wait, what do you mean? It's like the ghost still bugs me or the memory of it still bugs me? Like, I've been waking up a lot more at 3 lately. Oh, God. Last night, actually, I was at Allison's and I woke up at 3 a.m. And... So now it's following you to Allison's. Oh, no. Well, I'm just asking. I just, like, I woke up, like, in a... Like, in a creepy way. Like, I was lying, like, coffin position. Mm, I hate that. And my eyes just went like blink, just like wide open. And then I couldn't sleep for like an hour. It was very weird. Ew. And that's why I drank. But the staring thing didn't happen, right? Last night? Last night, I didn't feel like I was being stared at, but I felt like there was a reason I wasn't supposed to be asleep. Oh. And usually, and that's happened a lot in my life. And I assume that like, like there was one time I couldn't fall asleep. Yeah. And then like someone called and there was an issue and it was like, thank God I was awake to help them. Right, right, right. 
But this time, like, nothing happened. Something just wanted me to be awake. It was very weird. That's a rude ghost. By now, you've probably heard about Burrow, a new kind of furniture company known for timeless designs, durable materials, and details that make life in your space easier. Last year, they brought their expertise outside with the launch of their outdoor line, which I love, and now they're adding more must-have pieces to the collection. For example, Dunes offers seating, dining, and lounger options, while Scout is a new folding chair upholstered in a chic woven fabric. And I think I'm going to get two of those for the balcony. Blaze and I love to sit out there in the evenings after Leona goes to bed. And I love the idea of having a good-looking but also extremely useful and comfy place to sit outside. Made of durable materials made for all seasons, weather-resistant teak, stainless alloy, and quick-dry stain-resistant cushions with easy assembly and disassembly this is the perfect thing for your outdoor space they also just launched a new standing desk co-pilot with adjustable height a durable scratch resistant body with built-in storage to make working at home easier than ever i'm in the market for a new desk um so this is definitely gonna be my next bookmark and of course there's burrow's legacy seating collections like the nomad and range now available in new colors and m and i that's like the only piece of furniture i think we actually share is our burrow sofa in the podcast department love that thing and that's why we drink listeners can get 15 percent off their first order at burrow.com slash drink that's burrow b-u-r-r-o-w.com slash drink for 15 percent off burrow.com slash drink did you know fast growing trees is the biggest online nursery in the u.s with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the u.s you can grow lemon avocado olive or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of house plants available fast growing trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days and along with their 30-day alive and thrive guarantee they offer free plant consultation forever i am so thrilled that we are working with fast growing trees i spent about an hour and a half on the website trying to decide what i would love to order from their products they have so many options and you can actually filter it by zones by growing zones to make sure you know it'll work in your garden um they have everything from massive privacy shrubs and trees to very very specific flowers i actually ended up ordering a lilac shrub for my garden i recently discovered how much i love the smell of lilac and so i I thought, you know what? Perfect chance. Why don't I get some lilac growing in my yard? I think it's going to smell beautiful. And I also got my mom a little lavender plant as an Easter present. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code DRINK at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code DRINK at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com code DRINK. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. All right. So in honor of it being a full year and we're doing our anniversary special at a different time i wanted to give you a story that i know you would love i was gonna say guess but i don't want you to guess a different story and then i fucked up so (laughs) i'm sure that's not the case but okay you've requested this many times what wait whoa, whoa, whoa i'm so excited what is it just guess and then if you're wrong we'll edit it out no just tell me so i can freak out it has it owns an acronym I'll let you just figure out by the acronym. B-E-K. Yay! <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I I knew it. Yes. I'm so pumped right Did you? now. Black Eyed Kids. Guys. Oh, man. Actually, I was just telling someone this is the only topic that actually scares me. And we're home alone right now. So this is Yay! Great. Well, let's... Wait. Let's crack into it <laughs> as it spills all over me let's crack open a cold one by the way that's not beer it's sparkling water it's la croix <laughs> it's la croix for m it's lime mm. in case anyone cares limes one of my favorite flavors fun fact ew 
First of all, what do you mean by ew? This is yours. <laughs> you <laughs> bought it. I feel like it's different to water, but like lime popsicles. Yeah, that's my favorite. Gross. Well, orange is first. No, I was going to say, as long as it's not orange. Orange is my favorite flavor. And everyone knows orange is the worst flavor. No. Literally everyone knows that. Mm, Think about Starburst. Yeah, those are my favorite Starbursts. You're the only human in the world. So it's orange and then lime is my second favorite flavor. You're so wrong about it, though. I'm sorry. I'm not. Okay, so the, so, okay, this is going to be an, an interesting, it's going to be a, a weird one on how I talk about this. I'm so, I'm so, There's I a lot so to unpack excited. here. I am geeking out right now. So should I tell you the fun part now or later? What? Should I tell you the fun part now? Or I don't or? know. Don't make me decide things. Okay. We're going to rapid fire as much as I can about the like, I'm just going to tell you the fun now. So half of my story, I compiled a lot of good personal stories of people experiencing i thought you meant of you 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 i was like <laughs> every so, story of on. me with a black-eyed kid <laughs> so one time one grabbed my ass well, <laughs> oh can you imagine if i no oh my god okay i'm actually Thank god sweating. it wasn't that i'm sweating okay so for people who don't know what a black-eyed kid is oh right we should probably explain that <laughs> i mean it's a black-eyed kid um it's, like not like they've been punched in the eye, but no, like they're in replacement of their eyeballs are gaping black holes, voids, voids Some into say. an abyss, into my heart, oh my. into the dark abyss that is M's heart. <laughs> so they are regularly known to have jet black eyes without any sclera, which is the white part of your eye. Fun fact, <gasps> um, or iris or pupil. It's literally just a black mass. I'm not kidding that I'm already freaked out and you've said You're about to get real fucking creeped out. Also, when I woke up at 3 a.m., I woke up and the laptop was still open from me reading these stories. That's the weird part. No. So there was like a light from the screen that illuminated. Okay. I need to shut the door. (laughs) I'm actually very scared. So I'm going to shut the door. Are you serious already? Yeah, I'm already scared. One sentence in. It's not even a scary one. Astonishing Legends did a three-part series. I know. And I tried to listen to it, and then I was like, if I listen to it, I'm going to do that thing where I subconsciously steal, steal their stuff. So I just didn't listen That's to That's what rest. I do if My Favorite Murder does one. I never listen to it because I'm like, I don't want to accidentally yeah. take their quotes and stuff. We um, don't plagiarize. Listen, we're academics. Goodbye. I need to put elevator music on while I shut the door. Okay. You're better? I'm back. All right. So the black-eyed kids not only have black eyes. Here are their commonalities within stories of people that have reported experiences with them. Okay. They are known to knock on your door or your window asking to be let in. Their voices can be monotonous, but have high-pitched giggles. Mm. So the origin, you might ask, but M, where do these come from? But M, but let me grab your butt. I'm a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So it... Officially started in the mid-1990s. It was like an internet, like a viral internet right. story. Um, very much on the same level as like Slender Man. Right, like a creepypasta Like a creepypasta. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people think it's a creepypasta, but anyone who's experienced a black-eyed kid, they all swear that this is real. Like it's... Right. Well, and the original story is actually not, right? A creepypasta. The, uh, the guy who wrote the original story swears it's true. It right. just... Ended up on Creepypasta, and so a lot of people think, oh, that's where it originated. Right, right. But he actually originally wrote the story 
two years after his experience in a ghost, like a paranormal forum. Right. Where the only people that can reply were paranormal investigators to help you. Yeah. So he wrote the story and then it somehow ended up on Creepypasta and people think, oh, well, it's someone. Right, right, right. Like it's a Reddit. Like it's fiction or whatever. Yeah. So he was a blogger. His name was Brian Bethel. Mm-hmm. And he uh, first reported it on a ghost hunter forum. Uh, of something that happened to him in 96 in Texas, where he was parked in his car in front of a movie theater and two boys around nine and 12 wearing hoodies knocked on his car window, which these days, I don't care what your age is. If you're knocking on my window, I think you're going to kill me. Hell no. Um, But also this was 1996. So who knows? Who knows? He says, I was immediately gripped by an incomprehensible soul racking fear because that's also a symptom that they, they like, are known to manipulate the energy where all you feel is dread and doom. So like you never feel safe. Like as soon as you see them, you're so why ready do you want to let them pants. into your house? You don't, they just come up to your house and ask to come in. Oh my God. So he cracked the car window and they said, Oh, we want to go see mortal combat. Um, <laughs> Me but too. we forgot our <laughs> said something like we forgot our tickets and we need you. To, can you drive us into town to go home and pick up our tickets and back or some weird story like that? Right. And he was like, he knew that something was wrong when he realized that the last showing of Mortal Kombat was already an hour in. <gasps> and it was like, why do you want to go back and get uh? your tickets? And so. So they're not very good liars either. And so he kind of rolled up his window and he was like, no, sorry. Like he just like made up any excuse he could. And another common thing is that if you deny them, they start getting really angry really fast. Oh my God. And so. All of a sudden, they got crazy angry, started pounding on his car windows and saying, we can't come in unless you tell us it's okay. Like, come into his car. They started saying, let us in, let us in. He, like, just got the hell out of there. Um, And he looked in his rearview mirror and no one was standing there. How fucking traumatizing. All right, I need to get the t-shirt quilt out. Hold on. Don't tell Blaze if I spill wine on it. He'll know. (laughs) It's not white wine, Christine. Fair point. (laughs) So... Anyway, they were gone, and uh, he wrote, even if they had ran, I don't believe there was any place like close enough that they could have hidden from that view that right. quickly. Um, a lot of people question this story as like just a creepypasta kind of story, because a month earlier, he wrote a post on his blog talking about the concept of creating um, an entity out of like just collective thought, like just the power oh. of energy creating something into existence. What's the word for that again? A, uh, a tulpa yeah yeah tulpa a tulpa is a an apparition that's concocted by your own mind your energy yeah um so he one this is one of the questions that he asked in his blog um the month before he wrote the story is can we create something like bloody mary just by collective force of will oh and so then a month later he wrote this story and so some people claim that like this is his experiment that if enough people like think about bloody mary enough then like it'll exist in their consciousness it'll like create yeah and so his thought was if a lot of people know of the black-eyed kids and are aware of the black-eyed kids then by being attentive to it and aware of it it will manifest itself oh but this was other people's like hypothesizing yeah he never he swears that that story happened but a lot of people think like fuck you you created black-eyed kids and now we're all terrified and experiencing (laughs) this you're the reason so um i'm just gonna run off a bunch of pieces of information about them just please do i'm so excited so they are often pale skinned with light colored hair they might wear sunglasses or grow long bangs 
banks to conceal their eyes. Oh. Um, cause they don't want you to see their eyes. It's usually once you see their eyes, that's when they get really angry. Right. Cause they'll be like looking down at the ground and asked to come in. And if you say no, then right. they look up into your eyes and some people even claim it's like almost like a hypnosis. A lot of people feel like yeah. they're being drawn to open the door and stuff like that, even though they know they don't want to. Oh my God. Okay. For someone who's scared as shit, you really just turned off the lights to sit in the dark and hear this. I want to make it spooky. All right. Well, you're going to be texting me as soon as I leave this house. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Blaze doesn't come home till like six in the morning. I wish you lived close to work so we could have sleepovers. Wouldn't that be fun? And then you could just like stretch your arms and be like, oh, I have to like go to write for Spongebob. Ugh, my life is so hard. And then you'd be like, are you grabbing my ass again, Christy? <laughs> <laughs> so the children also usually travel in pairs ranging from ages six to 16. And there's always one child that is definitely older compared to the other one. Mm. So the older one is known as the spokesman mm. because they're often the one that's the most confident and asks to come in. The, the younger one is usually just standing there kind of shy and looking down. Right. Okay. Um, so generally the older one will be pretty shameless in asking about coming in. Like there's not even an ounce of doubt or an ounce of the thought of like, oh, I shouldn't do this. Right. Because they're rare, because they rarely ever actually get into someone's house very few things are known about what happened if they get into your house. So oh. like their quote powers are still kind of unknown. Sure. Um, witnesses have reported children staring at each other before starting to talk to you as if in silent communication. Uh. And even before you see them, you'll feel drawn to the door or the window. Like something will make you look up at the window so that you can see them. So that's another idea of like their telepathy or some sort of hypnosis where whatever they do with the energy around them, they can manipulate it and your emotions to basically do whatever they want. To, like, pull you in, yeah. Yeah, they pull you in. Oh, my God. So they are really good at manipulating your emotions and to a point where all you feel is a sense of doom. So you could think everything's totally fine and then look out the window and all of a sudden you think you're going to die. Oh like, it's God. a guaranteed feeling. They also seem... This is um, something I'm going to cover again a little later. But they seem to also have some sort of connection to electricity or radioactive energy. So uh, a lot of times there will be flickering lights or power outages whenever they're nearby. Um, this is the creepy part to me. They also often only know how to say one or two sentences. Like they don't have like they have like a fine vocabulary, but they can't go further than like two sentences in repetition. <gasps> And they also like to show how old they are or like how long they've been around. They sometimes will only talk to you with weird old fashioned expressions. What? So one guy in one story I read, he woke up in the middle of the night and just felt like he had to go to his door. He didn't know why he had to go to his door. Look through the peephole. Oh my God. And there were two boys there looking down and all of a sudden they looked up and he could see. Ah! It's like, oh, it's an actual horror movie. Yeah, but before he saw the eyes, they were still polite and trying to ask to get into his house. And they were like, can we use your telegraph? <gasps> and he was like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's like, what kind of stupid prank is this? I know. Or they'll say like, can I enter the premises? Oh my God. Or like, is Tamra home? I like some weird it. ass shit. I was shit. about to say that. Um <clears throat> Also, it reminds me of, like, the stories of Mothman and um, where, like, the old, like, the, the, the guys who come down and are dressed as, like, mm -hmm. men and they speak in such weird ways. 
and wear like old timey clothes that are always from the same decade. Like, it's very weird. As if they studied humans and like were trying to copy them. It's yep. so creepy. So witnesses have reported them demanding entry, stressing that they need to come in, but they can't come in without verbal permission. Mm. Which to me is very interesting on like a, a, a paranormal ghost spectrum of like, just like how with a, a Ouija board or when you're talking to spirits in general, you have to welcome them in. Yeah. You can like they, create like a boundary and like. Yeah. So from a ghost perspective, it's interesting that they might fall into the ghost category. Yeah, that's true. Because you're right. Probably an alien can just do whatever the fuck it wants yeah. or something. So occasionally when you see them outside of the home, they'll like originally be like doing like imaginary play together, like throwing a ball or something. They're playing like stick and hoop like they're yeah. in 1935. <laughs> you know what's funny? I uh, I saw a Tumblr post at one point where it was that giant hoop with a stick. And the only thing <laughs> on the pictures, it said, if you remember playing this, you're probably dead. <laughs> all this 90s pose like if you remember this aim noise yeah (laughs) you're probably dead that's nice anyway charming can't wait for someone to be mad and email us about that i played hoop and stick in my so did the black eyed kids (laughs) so uh They'll, but so they'll like be playing, like either playing catch or something, but it's almost to lure you in so you feel safe to watch them. And then when they can sense that you're like oh. looking at them, oh, no. they will literally drop the ball and just turn their heads and okay. stare at you. Like super creepy. Okay. Yeah. They're like on a swing and then you look over and they're both like. Yeah. Stop. But then like all of a sudden the swing just stops mid swing and just. And they just <laughs> come at you. you. Oh my well, God. Well, cause another thing is sometimes they'll just freeze and just stare at you until like they've drawn you in enough. What are they? I'm so scared of them. <laughs> um, they'll meet a little something. Everyone was scared of Zozo. I'm scared of these fucking kids. These are way creepy. Way creepy. Way creepy. Especially because there's so many personal stories. There's so many. Like, I was trying so hard to weed out for just the best of them, and I barely got 10 in. Yeah. So um, some people, like, when people think, oh, well, what are they? Are they ghosts? Are they aliens? What the hell is going on? Right. Um, A lot of people have claimed from a medium, a median who spoke to, a median, fuck me. It was inside the highway. (laughs) In the middle of the highway. (laughs) Um. A medium uh-huh. uh, apparently came in contact with a few of them. And so based off of her account, a lot of people have this understanding that maybe they're spirits of children who died during the Victorian era of diphtheria. Because <gasps> one of the big um, symptoms of diphtheria was that you had uh, the paralysis of the eyes, which makes them come off as dark and sunken. So Wait, what? So she, Whoa, I have never heard that before. That's interesting. So there's the thought that if they're ghosts, they are victims of diphtheria then why are they so evil okay well i gave you one theory Hang i on. guess they have diphtheria i'd be pretty evil too well one one suggestion that they might be ghosts is that in 2014 in england there was a woman with her child who heard another child scream <laughs> that was out of her eyesight um she ran in search of the child found her and apparently she was standing in an old-fashioned like almost like a mennonite white dress um she asked the girl if she was okay, but the girl had her eyes covered like she was not crying, but that she was, quote, waiting for a birthday cake. It's so, like she was happily covering her eyes. Like peekaboo. Yeah. Like peekaboo. In a white, creepy dress. And then when she asked her again if she was okay, she took her hands down, and that was when the woman saw her eyes, and there were no eyes, only 
black holes. And the woman said, that's when I saw that they were completely black. No iris, no white, nothing. I jumped back and grabbed my daughter. When I looked again, the child had vanished. The thing that makes her possibly ghostly as well is that apparently that woman, her aunt had seen the exact same girl exactly 30 years earlier in 1984. What the fuck? Ew, so it's like haunting her family? Yeah, so there's a thought that they also connect to a family and stay with them. Ugh. So here's the, um, there's also a thought that maybe they are, um, dark fairies from Irish folklore. Oh, interesting. And there's another thought that they might be vampires because (gasps) of the relation to them having to be welcomed into a house. Right. It makes sense. Um, the biggest thought, (laughs) sorry, God, are we like a thousand? (laughs) I'm like, hold on. (laughs) Let me lift my quilt up. Oh, no, we're never going to last another year with this thing. <laughs> um, the biggest theory, not ghosts, not vampires, not fairies, although a lot of people do believe they're fairies. That's actually probably another running interesting common one. But the main one that I could see um, anyone trying to validate is that they might be alien human hybrids. That's interesting. That's that's like, the that's the money that, maker. That's the one, baby. Game changer. <laughs> you hit the nail on the head. That's I think I one. might have money shot. Yes, <laughs> yes. So um, they think that because just like how they have black eyes, their eyes very much resemble the greys. Yeah, the, the big creepy fucking black eyes. The stereotypical gray alien with the black eyes, who also have pale skin. They also. Uh, this is where the radioactive stuff comes back. Oh. So just like how the lights flicker and power outages and all that. Right. So they have some sort of electrical control or electrical manipulation in our world, but also assuming that, you know, these might be some form of an alien. Um, they also have in common with aliens that they seem to cause radioactive exposure like symptoms to victims that actually do get them into the house. Oh, that's fucked up. So if you welcome them in, um, it's all like, so when people experience UFOs really close to them or they say right. they got abducted, there's this thing called moonburn syndrome. Oh, I didn't know that that was the name for it. Yeah. So it's basically, it's, um, people have symptoms that are very similar to radiation poisoning. Oh shit. And it, it's unexplained why, like they hadn't been doing anything different in their life, but they seem to have also just been abducted by aliens, according to them, or they saw a UFO or something weird, and now all of a sudden they have radiation poisoning. Jesus. So these black-eyed children, once you have welcomed them into the house, seem to also cause that same kind of sickness. Oh, God. So there was one woman who... Um, let me find the best parts. Who made a poor, poor decision. Oh, yeah. She really fucked up. Oh, no. So this was in January 2016. This was like <gasps> only two years ago. Listen, this is why I don't... What? One time Allison was over and the doorbell rang and I'm like, I'm not opening the door. She goes, why? I'm like, don't open the door. And now we live in a house so it's like you can't escape. So she like opens the door and it's this like elderly Korean man and he goes, <laughs> he goes, let me tell you about Jesus. And Allison was like, oh, okay. And like took this pamphlet and I'm like hiding under a blanket. And he goes, are you Korean? <laughs> She's like... No, <laughs> he just left. Open-minded of him. I, I will say that. It was kind to ask because we do. <clears throat> you never know. You never know. But it was a kind question. But Allison was very polite. And I was like, don't ever open my door again. 
Fair. He was Allison, not. Allison, don't open my fucking door either. <laughs> he was not a black eyed kid. But I was like, fine, you open the door, but don't tell anyone I'm here. I was like, <laughs> I would have done the same shit though. I'd been like, psycho. you are here alone. This is your house. You live here and you're maybe Korean. Yeah. Do not involve <laughs> me in any of this. So in January 2016, this woman made a bad choice. And our podcast was born. Aw. In 2016? Oh, wait, no. That's wrong. I was like, are we a thousand? We already determined how old we are. God, <laughs> sorry. <clears throat> We've already also determined that I don't know numbers. So like literally minus two. <laughs> Couldn't <laughs> fucking do it. <laughs> if you're surprised, that's your own damn problem. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Junie, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues, and Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD to save 20%. Prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Daylight saving time is starting up again. It may feel like there are more hours in the day, but if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates any sooner. There's only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. Right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com drink. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100 plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. ZipRecruiter's smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash drink. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash drink. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So the woman says that it was like a blizzard outside. It was super snowy. She lived in Vermont. Two kids were standing on her doorstep, a boy and a girl. <sighs> the woman said that they were not dressed for cold conditions. See, that's but they, just mean that they do that. I know. Like, well, the whole to- point, they also, it's very regular that these are women because they play off the <gasps> maternal instinct. The, the vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And they like to go in pairs because I guess, in you know, power numbers. Yeah. It's like an intimidation kind of thing. Right. So... The weird, the first weird thing is that when she looked out the peephole, they were not dressed for cold conditions and they didn't even seem phased. Oh, um, that gave me chills. I've fucking read this before and it gave me, me chills. So they asked if they could go inside and she let them in. No, no. As she brought them in, she noticed that her cats were <gasps> really fucking pissed. 
Um, How interesting. She asked if they wanted uh, hot cocoa, and they said, our parents will be here soon. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> our parents will be... Okay. Also, the even though their parents would have no idea where they were. Remember that. Oh, well, that's what I'm thinking. Like, what a, what a fucking weird thing to say. Like, she didn't know who they were. They didn't know who she was. But all of a sudden, she's like, oh, our parents know where we are. And she's, they're going to get us. Do you want hot cocoa? Yeah. Our parents will be here soon. So anyway, she came back with hot chocolate. Very aware at this point that she's made a fucking mistake. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where you're like, oh, no, I'm going to think about this in 30 you years. what? She should have put something this strong gonna, in that hot cocoa. It's going to keep me up at night. Oh, my God. She came back into the room with the hot cocoa, handed it to them, and when they looked up at her, that's when she saw the black eyes for the first time. <laughs> was she home alone? No, she was with her husband. Oh, my God. As she stared at them, they both suddenly asked if they could use the bathroom at the same time. Oh, no. In that monotonous tone. Can we use the bathroom? Can we use the bathroom? So. We'd be bad black-eyed kids. We can't even say things at the same time. <laughs> we can't even say our own fucking show's name at the end of every episode. <laughs> She tried to um, show them where the bathroom was, and uh, um, as they passed her husband, his nose started bleeding. <gasps> the power then suddenly went out. <gasps> the gasp is back, guys. <laughs> I can't stop myself. As she went to go get her husband a tissue, she noticed that they were just standing at the end of the hall, motionless, staring at them. Shining style. Yes. Fuck. Um, they then... At the same time, said, our parents are here. No! Oh, my God. <laughs> no, no. No. Then they walked themselves out of the front door. No. Making their way back out into out of the house. And as they went to close the door, she saw the children getting into a black car with two men. Oh, a gay couple. Why are we so homophobic? all along this whole time how dare us this is propaganda you know what how dare us assume that those two people in suits are men how dare us how dare us you told me they were men that was my bad how dare you i'm a disgrace i'm not so the children got into a black car with two tall men both dressed in stu- dressed in suits um they all got in the car and drove away a month later or two months later her husband was diagnosed with aggressive skin cancer <gasps> And skin in Vermont, although she didn't go into specifics, it is stated that she also began to suffer from regular nosebleeds and described herself as being in the worst condition of her life. <gasps> and she knows with all her heart that it started at that during that night. And what the f- that's that's not listen. <sighs> Another report has also shown a healthy man, a healthy grown man. Nothing wrong with him. With his, like, like he has no illnesses. So, like, Chris Traeger from <clears throat> Parks and Rec. There it is. He uh, also let them in one time. Oh, no. And later that month, he was diagnosed with bladder cancer <gasps> and died six months later. Oh, no. So, a lot of people think, okay, so that's proof right there that they've got some sort of radiation. Radiation. Yep. Um. So, a lot of people not only think they're aliens, but there's a big chance that they might actually be alien human hybrids because <gasps> i mean i already told you that. i know but it's just so interesting because <laughs> i never thought about that so uh they think that they are not like aliens that mated with humans it's not like they're like 
it's not like they're like um, bread or something. Yeah, it's not like they're a product of like an abduction assault or anything like that. Oh, it's that they were somehow created in an alien lab to appear like humans, but based off of the only information aliens know, so that's why they come off so fucking awkward. <gasps> so stranger things. So basically, like the fact that a lot of the stories they're very very polite. So they'll be like, can we please come in? Can you please let us in? Sir, ma'am, can you please let us in? I need to use your telegraph. Yeah. So they're very straightforward and they try to be very polite and it comes off creepy to us. But based on like, it's like I'm getting this directly from a website, but it's quote, an alien race may see this as an accurate attempt at human courtesy. Right. Like grammar school, like yeah, like it's like they're trying to understand our etiquette, but it's coming off totally wrong. Oh, it's like when you go to a foreign country and you try to speak their language and you like copy it from a book. Yeah. Like, <laughs> may I please use your toilet? So a thought about this is that it's not just them trying to like come down and like invade Earth or anything like that. It's the idea that the alien like population they're trying to assimilate with us right under our noses without us knowing about it. So they're trying to get either there's a thought that they're trying to make these kids be like little spies and look around houses and everything, which would make sense why then they just left without doing anything. They walk around to see the bathroom and then leave. Yeah, they just walk around to see like where your telegraph is. (laughs) (laughs) It's in the bathroom. And so they think like, like, for example, so there's one uh, abductee who has reported her name was Karen Morgan. Like, I think her story is pretty popular. She reported at one point that when she got abducted and put on a ufo and she was on like that classic like slab in a hospital she said that um she saw black-eyed human-like beings on the spaceship which were in tanks (gasps) as if they were like incubating oh no and they were described to her by the aliens as quote the children of the future listen no no, 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 no. So a lot of people, so they're either like bringing these kids down to study the human world and then leave and they just happen to like seep radiation and by accident or giving people cancer. Right. Or there's a thought that they might be um, just showing up just to freak people out or just like kind of like be able to manipulate the situation and training them essentially to be the next generation and the next breed that's the most powerful. So, Or they might be ghosts to haunt you and like rip your soul out who knows so why do they get so angry you know if they're like polite like learning you know what i mean i think because like maybe that's their one vulnerability or or maybe because that's the that's the most alien looking part of them and they're trying to assimilate and if you recognize it then you're like they're not doing their job right i don't know (sighs) so anyway it's just so creepy I know we don't have a lot of time. However, I have like a whole page of stories. Please tell me every one of them. I don't give a I'm shit. so sorry, guys. Just, I don't even know where we are We're on the timeline. We're not at all. We're really fine. I'll read, I'll read you, I'll read you as many as I can until you're bored. I won't ever be that. There's, let me count. There's seven stories. Great. That's one more than a normal listener story. I episode. wish there were eight. <laughs> all right. Pouring my wine. Hold on. I'm just going to pour the whole bottle in. Yeah, might as well. The first one goes, and I'm reading them as is. I got them from Thought Catalog. I got them from Reddit. I got them wherever you can find them on your own. See, either read along or don't judge me for how these things are spelt, <laughs> whatever. I'm reading them as is. And I'm not drunk. In case- well, don't make that face at me. No, because there was one story. I think I actually erased it. But there was one where it was 
definitely not written when the person was sober. And so I was like, Oh, sorry. That was me last night. I was, I was <laughs> so I was like, if I d- decide to read that one, I don't want anyone thinking I'm dyslexic. You've gone to the, to the dark side of the yeah. team wine side. This one, it goes this way. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're going to do at my wedding? Okay. So <laughs> it goes this way. This I'm pretty sure that it goes. This is the way I'm going to direct it. However, it's supposed to be. If you want to skip it, guys, just fast forward a couple times. Okay. I was 12. The end. No. (laughs) (laughs) Also you at my wedding. Also, I was 12. (laughs) Congratulations. I was 12. I was sitting outside of a hairdresser's. This sounds fucking old school. I was sitting outside of a hairdresser's in an old Chevy pickup waiting for my mom to get her haircut. About 15 months. 15 months. (laughs) She was getting a lot of curls. <laughs> she was, it was like the most expensive haircut I've it ever seen. It was like the perm of the century. About 15 minutes had passed and I saw some kid walking back and forth along the sidewalk in front of my parked car. At first, I thought I recognized him as one of my friends from school, so I banged on the front windshield no. until he looked my way. It was not anyone I knew. Oh, no. Which is embarrassing on its own. It's just like, oh, fuck. Remember when you like wave at someone yeah. and then like, nope. At this point, I was not scared at all, just embarrassed. The boy walked over to the side of my car and just stares at me through the glass. I think to let me get a good look at his eyes to freak me out. Let me tell you, if you have never seen a black eyed kid, you have no idea what to imagine. Eyes black as the night sky. The boy whispers, you must let me in. (laughs) Also whispers through the glass and you can fucking hear it. That's eerie. And then I locked the car door and ducked down into the space below the seats. Five minutes later, he was gone. Imagine if five minutes has to feel like a century of someone staring at you. And you're like, I wonder if he's still there. Yeah. And then looking up and he's still there and you're like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll be back. <laughs> uh, I'll be down here. <laughs> when my mother got into the car, she told me that a boy with black eyes had come into the hairdresser's office and insisted for her to give him the keys <gasps> to the car. Oh my God, what a little psycho. Even though he had no idea my mom and I were related. Or would have had no idea that my mom and I were really good. <gasps> yet still found her. Right. In, so he was parked and he didn't know that. He didn't even mom. know that his mom was in the hairdresser's office or shouldn't have. And yet somehow went to that particular place in the whole strip mall and then demanded to be let into her car. Yep. As if that's going to work. God. Your he, son is hiding from me. Let me open I know. the door and attack him. All right. So that's story one. That's fucking creepy. All right. So this one, someone wrote about his neighbor's story. Okay. So this is about his neighbor. He was watching TV and the doorbell rang. Since it's Halloween, he grabs the candy bowl, swings the door open and is going to, and is about to yell boo or something <laughs> to freak them out. But this is everyone's stepdad. Okay. <laughs> but stops dead when he sees the kids at the door. He said one was probably around 13 or 14 and the other was 16 or 17. Both boys. They weren't even dressed up, but he remembers the older one was wearing a flannel checkered shirt. He was immediately overcome with uneasiness, oh. like opening the door was a huge mistake. Oh, no. He's right. Huge mistake. They just stared at him, and he noticed that they had really big irises and dilated pupils, entirely jet black, no <gasps> white. He couldn't even see the whites of their eyes. Okay, this guy needs to get his shit together. He like, couldn't even see the whites of their eyes, so he figured they were contact lenses since it was Halloween. Oh, right. Okay, makes sense. He was frozen there holding the candy bowl like he couldn't slam the door in their face as much as he wanted to. So he nervously tried to smile at them, hoping they would break character and ask for candy or something. The younger one said they had gotten lost and needed to come in and use his phone. 
That was when he closed the door more than halfway on them and said, no, sorry. And the older one said something like, can we just wait in your house until our parents come get us? Huh? Why do they always, that's some, that's how an alien, I think aliens think that our parents just always know where we are. <laughs> They're like, don't worry, our GPS chip will tell them yeah. where we are. But by then, my neighbor was convinced that his life was in danger and these kids must be high on something or intending to rob him. So he just started mumbling, no, sorry, good night, as he entered the door, closed and locked it. He told me he was so scared at that point that they were going to break into his house that night. So he looked through the people again. And they just stood there and watched him. Oh, holy. I actually have that like type of chill where it goes through, down your scalp, like <laughs> into your body. Oh, my God. I'm so freaked out. This one gets me good. Oh, boy. This guy says the incident took place about 13 years ago. We were small-town newlyweds from the Midwest. Being naive and new to the city living, I habitually answered the door without a second thought. The first thing that should have tipped me off was that the fact that it was 6 in the morning and someone was knocking on our door. The second thing that should have dawned on me is that the kid had to reach over a rather tall patio gate to unlatch and open it. Ew. The knock at the door was startling. The moment I opened the door, I was overtaken with an inexplicable sense of fear. Oh, my God. To this day, I can picture him. He was a teenager, average height, average build, knee length, black leather coat, short black hair, and sunglasses. The sunglasses at 6 a.m. struck me as even more odd. Ew, that's creepy. And he was eating an apple. Oh, my God. It really is like, oh, this is what children in 1945 do. Like, oh, how fucking weird. He was very polite and asked if he could come in and warm up. I said no, closed the door, and slid the security chain into place. A moment later, another knock. I opened the now chain door, and before I could speak... He asked again if he could come in and warm up as if he had forgotten what he already did. I screamed no and tried to close the door. Before the door could shut, he put his hand up, stopping the door on its hinges. He looked directly into my eyes, still wearing his sunglasses, and said, Can I at least get some ketchup for my apple? <laughs> like, not knowing how food works. <laughs> the guy says <laughs> get the hell out of here my wife is calling the police he takes a moment to let this information sink in then he lowers his glasses revealing his <laughs> eyes are black as obsidian no. and says no you won't be calling anybody at that moment i force the door closed to lock it and call out to my wife she's scared shitless hiding in the bedroom i'm jacked up on adrenaline i rip the curtains back to look out the window next door or next to the door and he's totally gone <gasps> Absolutely no trace of him. I go out onto the patio and check the gate, and it's still latched from the inside. Oh! Wait, what? Ew! As if, like, he'd never been there. That's just an extra creepy detail. The sentence, the story ends with, I thought it was really fucked up, and then I really thought it was fucked up, as I turned to enter my house and saw a half-eaten apple on the ground. <laughs> it's just, like, a series of, like, kind of like heavy breathing because you're uncomfortable like nervous laughters <laughs> oh okay. my god i can't deal with this shit my favorite i'm not going to read this one but there was one where a girl came home from work and she lives on the third fucking floor and there were um black-eyed kids on her balcony like there's no way they could have gotten up <gasps> there and they were trying to say can you let us in through like the sliding the balcony, balcony door oh my god oh my god always lock your balcony well, she also found out because, like, she was like, it was like those twist curtains. Oh no! And she so she twist, it. she no. opened them, and they opened up two two boys without eyes. No, 
on the third floor somehow getting up there by themselves is this are you is anyone there a horror movie (laughs) producer because if you are this is what you need to do everything we just said everything m just said put it into a movie and you will make millions here's another it was around 3 a.m of course and a gas attendant was going about his normal duties when the power suddenly went out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Using his phone as a makeshift light, the attendant made his way back to the backup gas generator and switched it on. The backup lighting came on, but only the parking lot in the hall to the register was lit up. He saw something moving, what looked like children riding bikes. Almost as soon as he saw them, two of them leaped from their bikes and made their way over to the gas station. They stopped at the doorway and stood staring at him. Blah. He made his way to the door and opened it, asking the two children if they were okay, since it was so late. One of them, a young girl, asked if he could, if she could use his phone. As he handed her his mobile phone, her eyes met his, and the attendant saw that they were solid black orbs. The girl said, no, I need the real one, and motioned <gasps> to the landline in the gas station. Oh at this point, like, slick... Also, as if a small child knows what a real phone is instead of an iPhone. Like, I know, but also how creepy is it that it's like, you gave me what I wanted, but I'm still not inside your house, so this is an issue. Yeah. At this point, fear finally overtook him, and he pushed the door shut, shouting as he did so that the girl would go home. He watched her through the window, lift her head to stare back at him, and that's when he could not stop looking at her pitch black eyes. He passed out, <gasps> and when he came to, it was morning. Uh. So this is the last one. Okay. I'm sad. Um, it, <clears throat> it goes like this. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up to my dog, Lucy, barking at our door. I decided the best bet would be to open the door and no. show her nothing was there. Oh, I always do. Like bedroom too. door, bedroom oh door, God. bedroom door. Oh, bedroom door. Uh, Wait, bedroom door. Uh Oh, okay. Lucy was barking at our bedroom door. I decided the best thing would be to open the door and show her nothing was there. The second my hand reached for the deadbolt, Lucy went wild. She started barking and jumped towards me. And when I touched the metal, she suddenly changed her temper. She whimpered almost like she was terrified and backing down. It's like the second her hand hit the door. Wait, there was a, there was a, a deadbolt on her bedroom door. I don't know where she lives. That's okay. I need that. I think I do too. Someone install that. Like we're kind of make we're like we're judging her, but no. also we're like okay, but I need that. I'm shit. not judging her. I'm saying that's brilliant. As Lucy's mannerisms changed, so did mine. I wasn't calm anymore. I had been flooded with a mixture of fear and dread. I looked through the peephole. Um. Oh, sorry. I tried to make this shorter because it was a really fucking long one, and then I fucked up. She. So there was nothing at the at the main door, but then they went downstairs to the front door because Lucy was still freaking out. Oh, okay. So Sorry, I was guys. Say, that was my fucking bad. I was like, wait, they have a peephole in her bedroom door. This is getting a little crazy. I know. <laughs> I tried to shave out the middle because this was like a long one. Don't shave it out. We like it. Well, I don't, I don't we know. We like it is. unshaven and en naturel. Right, so anyway, they're at the front door now. Um, <clears throat> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I had been flooded with a mixture of fear and dread. I looked through the peephole. Outside were two kids. One of them was just a little bit shorter than me, and she looked to be 16 or 17. She was slender and pale. Her hair was a light shade of honey blonde, and she wore it long about mid-back with a long, thin, blunt bangs in the front that covered most of her eyes. Mm. She wore jeans and a thin-looking, olive-colored pullover-style hoodie. I like how she's all about the fashion. Uh, I'm into it. I'm like, I... Like, hello, FabFitFun. Hello, I'd wear that. She held the hand of a small girl 
who looked to be around three or four and in the same style jeans. The smaller one looked at the floor shyly with a stuffed toy under her free arm and was identical to the one. Oh, the toy was identical to the one my daughter has. <gasps> That's the creepy no. part. Something about them seemed off. At this point, I hadn't made any noise. I hadn't shushed the dog or grumbled. Nothing. I hadn't turned on any lights. And these kids had no indicators that I was at the door. The older one spoke. <gasps> She had a voice that was mature, confident, strong, and accentless. She held her head tilted downward, and I couldn't see her eyes. She said, we have to use your phone. She raised her head to face me directly, and that was when I saw her eyes. They were black or midnight blue or some sort of dark, dark purple. They were otherworldly. She said, our mother is worried. I didn't answer her. She still doesn't know I'm fucking there. That's me paraphrasing. (laughs) (laughs) This bitch has no clue. (laughs) Slowly and silently, I backed away from the door. Lucy still cowering at my ankles. She kept, she kept talking. No. Just let us in to use your phone. I took another step back. And with that step, the tone changed. At first, she seemed polite. When I took the second step back, she became commanding, Mm -hmm. almost hostile. We're not going to hurt you. If we wanted to do that, we would have broken in. (gasps) I'll ask again. May we come in and use your phone? Lucy snarled at the door and I inched backwards, though something inside me seemed to be slowly pulling me back towards the door. No, it wasn't a physical pulling so much as a subconscious need to go back and let them in. I got to my room, covered up the window, locked the door and sat there in the dim light. I called her... I heard her call me back to the door once more and then quiet. I didn't go back to sleep that night and I haven't slept right since. Oh my God. Lucy, you're the real MVP. Yep. Oh my God. How terrifying. Anyway. Is that good? That's it. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so scared. This is why I don't open. Don't open the door. If you're not expecting anyone, don't open the fucking door. That's wild. If they want to talk to you, guess what they'll do? They'll email you. (laughs) I'm serious. They'll leave you a voicemail. Anyway, I'm sorry for however long that was, but I know it's something you've wanted me to cover, so I I wanted to nail it. needed that in my life today, and I'm very frightened. I feel like when we record, I'm not usually frightened because I'm like in record mode. Well, you get to edit this. I'm frightened. Okay. Do you want me to tell you something? Yeah. I did kind of... Okay. This is how I picked my topic for this week. Okay. I just sort of Googled weird shit until I found something I liked. Yay! (laughs) So this is the story of Walburga Österreich, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. Dolly. 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 And her last name is Österreich, which means... Which is how you say Austria... Like in German. Oh. Like Österreich. So I don't know what that's about. Um, so Dolly. I'm just going to call her Dolly. Okay. Yep. So. Dolly Austria. That Dolly Austria. That's the one. Yep. You know her well. <laughs> uh, so who could forget? I, who could? So I got a lot of this from um, an LA Times article, Crack.com, Atlas Obscura, and Gizmodo. Those were like my main sources. Love it. There were a lot of like fascinating articles on this. Okay. This is one of those weird ones that, like, I'd never heard about. And then I stumbled upon it on Crack.com, I think. And then I checked our, like, suggestions page, and no one had ever suggested it, and I was surprised. But it's a good one. 
All right. So this takes place in Los Angeles in 1922. Your lucky number. Yay. Dolly was married to a man named Fred Österreich, who was a local apron magnate. Magnate. <laughs> An apron magnate. Which was a thing. What did they do? Make aprons? Yeah. Oh, all right. Don't worry, we're not calling it an apron maker. Apron magnate, like he was like a like a business magnate, but with aprons. Mm, I see. As in like extremely wealthy. Textiles, etc. I see. So they were super wealthy. They lived in this mansion, um, which, you know, I guess apron magnates presumably do. Um, so in 1922, the police show up at Freddie and Dolly's mansion to discover that Fred has been shot dead in his living room. Fred is dead. They find Dolly screaming in a closet that had been locked from the outside. She became the prime suspect of Fred's murder. What? But they, because she was the only living person in the house, but they couldn't figure out how on earth she could have managed to lock herself inside the closet. So they couldn't press murder charges. The case grew cold, and eight years later, Dolly and her attorney, Herman Shapiro, who was also her lover, Mm. got into an argument. Oh, no. As vengeance, Shapiro decided to reveal evidence to police that would crack the case. Oh, no. It turns out Dolly had had a lover named Otto Sanhuber. And when the murder of her husband took place, Otto had been living in the couple's attic. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Oh, no. So here's what happened. In 1913, when Dolly was 33, she called her husband at the apron factory. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly where I wanted this to go. Every good story starts with a call to the apron factory. <laughs> She calls she calls her husband at the apron factory to complain that her sewing machine had broken. Her husband sent 17-year-old sewing machine repairman Otto Sanhuber to fix it. Now, Dolly had seen Otto before at the factory, so she knew he was the one who was going to be sent home. And her sewing machine wasn't actually broken. Mm-hmm. She just wanted her husband to send Otto to her house. Right, the minor, but whatever. He's 17. She's 33. Oh, my. He shows up at her house, and she greets him in a silk robe, stockings, heavy perfume, and nothing else. That's how I greet you. I know. It's like (laughs) the warmest welcome. I think so. Christine, what are you doing here? (laughs) Sailor? Hello. (laughs) Hello, Fresh. Hello, Fresh does not want to be affiliated with any of the things we discuss on this podcast. (laughs) Um, Okay. So. Dolly described Otto as her vagabond half-brother, and they quickly became lovers, so problematic in several ways. Yes. She started... Okay, so they started arranging these secret trysts. Um, They apparently had sex like eight hours a day, every single day. Damn! I know, like, for a long time. Okay. But uh, neighbors obviously started noticing his comings and goings and recurring (laughs) suspicions. I'm sorry. Uh, Just some good old, like, comings and goings (laughs) and comings again (laughs) for eight hours. It's like a a marathon of them, really. It is. Oh, man. Good old 1940s puns. (laughs) All right. So, 
neighbor started noticing that he was uh <laughs> coming and going. I, I bet they did. I bet they did. I bet Dolly noticed too. <laughs> oh man. Okay. <laughs> so neighbors. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. That's I, what Dolly was saying. I, <laughs> that's what Dolly said. I'm sorry. We're done here. This is what I needed after your fucking black eyed kids <laughs> bullshit. A good old sex joke. A good old sex pun from the 1930s. <clears throat> That's what Dolly said. So, anyway, neighbors were like, why is this dude, why is this 17 year old boy always, here, yeah. always coming over? So, Dolly was like, you know what? Our neighbors are growing suspicious. Why don't you quit your job and move into my attic? <laughs> I kind of think this is like, some 17 year old boy's dream well not work and end up just getting eight hours of sex every day mrs robinson type shit yeah. <laughs> i mean uh so obviously he agreed because yes like why not you know <laughs> um he thought it was a great idea because not only would this keep them in closer proximity but he would it would also give him time to pursue his dream of writing pulp fiction wow Good, good luck. Don't we all want to do all, <laughs> all of that? Yes. So, at this point, Dolly and Fred were living in Milwaukee. Fred, Dolly's husband, had no idea that Dolly and Otto were having an affair, let alone that Otto was living in his attic. <laughs> Jeez. Um, guess how long he lived in their attic? Four years. Ten years. <gasps> So they were older than you. <laughs> Ten years. She was 33 when they he met. He was older than okay, you. Okay, fair. Fair. Gross. And you. Yeah, I just... Well, you like older. say like I'm fucking elderly. I guess I it's do. It's more it. impressive because you're older. I have a quilt on. Okay. Wow. So, 10 years. Wow. Anyway. And he had no clue for a decade. No. Wow. So, did he have friends? Was he just stuck? Did he just have cabin fever for 10 years? Or was he me, allowed to leave? Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. Okay. Good question, mm -hmm. my friend. So, Dolly was the only person he ever saw. <gasps> he called himself her sex slave later, like when he All was right. interviewed. All right. Uh, and said that he loved her as a boy loves his mother. Ew. Ooh. And so his family didn't hear from him for 10 years and just thought that was cool. I mean, I assume there was... A telegraph. <laughs> I assume there was a telegraph. I mean, it was 1922. <laughs> I assume there was a telegraph. No. I just assume it was a situation where he was like, yeah, I can move into your attic. No one will give a shit. Like, I don't think he was like, everyone will worry about me. Like, it didn't seem. Well, no. My only question was like, if they weren't, like, was he not speaking to anyone except her? No, nobody. So they never wondered where their son went? But who knows who his parents were? I mean, he That's was 17 true. That's and true. working in a textile factory. Yeah, in the 30s, he's almost a spinster. <laughs> get it because he works at a sewing machine factory. yep that was the point <laughs> no it wasn't yeah, huh? you did not come up with that yes i'm creative christine that's pretty good thanks pretty pretty fucking good thanks so this is what his life was like the attic where he lived was furnished with a cot and a desk that's it mm. he spent his time reading books writing pulp fiction uh making bathtub gin and then Allison does that. 
and having sex with Dolly. Oh. Allison does that. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> um, so, I mean, at least he had bathtub gin to... I mean, you gotta make the hooch. You gotta. When you're gonna get the cooch. I'm sorry. I'm gonna actually need you to leave. I'm so... Actually, I really want that deleted. <laughs> I feel gross. Actually, can you leave? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But no, really, you need the hooch. You need the hooch. You can't... If you're just... It's truly prison. They make hooch. For a re... I mean, it's understood. You need something to do. Why? I feel like alcohol or, like, coping mechanisms are part of the human condition. And if you're not going to be able to buy alcohol at 27, you might as well learn to fucking ferment it in your bathtub. I'm amazed. He didn't even... How did he know? I don't know how you know how to make it. I guess you just you get just... bored enough until you start drinking things out of the tub and it gets you drunk. <laughs> just like, you're like that'll do. <laughs> just like poison yourself. Okay. Yes, that's what he did. So about five years into this arrangement, um, and I thought college was long. Jesus. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I don't know. I regret everything. Okay, so about five years into this arrangement, Dolly's husband, Fred, who, by the way, was a severe alcoholic, um, he started noticing that things were off, despite his, like, constant alcoholism and kind of neglectful behavior toward his wife. So he would hear strange noises, he would see mysterious shadows, and he would sometimes notice that some of his cigars would be missing from his collection. Mm. Which, like, sure, someone's living in your fucking attic. Right. He decided that he was going crazy and that he and his wife needed a change of scenery. So he told Dolly they were moving to Los Angeles. She agreed to move on one condition. They had an attic. Yes, sir, that the new house had an attic. So once, so he agreed and he believed her. And once he bought this house, Dolly sent Otto to Los Angeles ahead of her and Fred so that by the time they got there, he had already settled into the attic. Mm. He was 22. Wow. He had lived in their attic for five years. So, in L.A., Dolly and Fred's marriage started to deteriorate. He was drinking a lot more. The fights were escalating. Um, in August of 1922, four years after they had moved to L.A., uh, Dolly and Fred had an argument, and it became loud and violent. And Otto heard the fight from in the attic and grew concerned for Dolly's safety. So he ran downstairs and um, to protect Dolly, and he ran in carrying two twenty-five caliber guns, one in each hand. Oh, right, Edward forty hands. You got <laughs> Edward twenty-five caliber hands. Yeah, <laughs> uh, double fisting guns. You got That's it. Safe. I mean, when in doubt, frat bro through and through. You know, <laughs> uh, Fred recognized Otto from like back in. I like how in his drunken stupor, he's like, five years ago, I saw you once in the nine, textile. Nine years ago. Oh, yeah, ago. this has been the, ten years now. Nine. Ten years ago, yeah. It was the last time he saw him in Milwaukee, and all of a sudden, this guy's running from the fucking attic. Jeez. How fucking weird is that? Ugh. It's so trippy. Yeah. So, yeah, but so Fred recognized him, flew into rage, obviously, and then uh, apparently they struggled. This is like de 
debated what actually happened, but essentially the guns went off. Fred was shot. So Otto and Dolly quickly staged the crime scene. Otto took Fred's expensive watch off his wrist, locked Dolly in the closet, then ran back into the attic to hide. Um, Dolly started screaming until the neighbors called the police. Right. So the police get there. They find her in the closet. They can't pin the murder on her, even though she's the only one alive in the house. And it's a little sketchy because, like, only his watch is missing. And it's like, what is going on here? So police are a little suspicious, um, but they can't pin it on her because how in the world would she lock herself in this old-timey closet? Yeah. So she inherited her husband's millions of dollars and bought herself and Otto a new house with an attic. Mm. That's right. He decided to move into her attic again, even though now her like husband just out of comfort? is dead. Yeah. They liked having their own space. He had all the freedom to come out in the real world, uh, but he decided to stay uh, in the attic as Dolly's sex slave, which at this point, you got to remember, he was 17 when this started. He was a minor. Yeah, he doesn't even really know anything else, I guess. Nothing else. He was a minor. I mean... If you flip it the other way, it's like if a if a young girl was seventeen and was like trapped in an attic, yeah, maybe like a Stockholm syndrome kind of rape, thing. and then you like what else do you know? Yeah. So, meanwhile, Dolly started a relationship with her lawyer. You're kidding me, <laughs> Herman Shapiro. So at one point, she made the really brilliant decision to give Shapiro fred's diamond watch that had supposedly been stolen oh no and he was like wait isn't this fred's watch and she goes oh yeah i found it under a couch cushion yeah um and he was like okay but thank you for your dead husband's watch to show that i'm the only one in your life right but also that (laughs) but also that thanks i'm gonna put this on my wrist yeah Ooh. Then Dolly decided to add a third lover to the mix, um, a businessman named Roy H. Klum, and she had a favor to ask of him. She asked if he would dispose of an old gun she had that looked similar to the one used to kill her husband, because it would be really embarrassing if the police found it. Ugh, if that's your reasoning, that's a red fucking flag. It's embarrassing. You should have just been like, I inherited this from forever ago and I've never used it, but, you know, give it to someone else who would care. I mean, for real. Any story will do. Any story but that. Mm. Also, is Otto, like, totally cool with these other guys? He doesn't know. Because mm. he's trapped in the attic. Shiesty. And he's not even trapped. Is he's- he kind of trapped he's like emotionally spiritually trapped maybe but no technically because that's brave of her to bring people to the house now that he knows he can just come downstairs whenever he wants yeah but apparently uh you had to tap a number of times to let him out of the attic ew it was like a psychological it really is that's so it's, fucked up it's really fucked up it's very fucked up Ugh, okay like the only time he came down was to protect her and then he murdered somebody like it's so fucked up so anyway she asked Klum to dispose of this gun. And he was like, okay. And threw it into the La Brea tar pits. Yay! We know about that. We know about that. But apparently... <laughs> if, P.S. If you guys don't know about the La Brea tar pits, I'm like weirdly obsessed with them. I think they're fascinating. <laughs> but it's like this place in Los Angeles where like tar literally bubbles out of the earth and like trapped all these like woolly mammoths and saber-toothed tigers and things like that and preserved them so he tried to throw it into the tar but he threw it into like a really shallow spot 
Jesus. So it like didn't go anywhere. It just like stuck on the ground. God. <laughs> also, just take it to a fucking pawn shop. Like Why are you making this so damn diamonds. extra? Like it's, someone's gonna see it. It's so extra. Like at that point, the La Brea tarbids were probably already being excavated. Like, why are you throwing it into the... So stupid. It's so funny to me. Okay. So I believe uh, Crack.com called him a dumbass. So <laughs> there we go. Anyway, then she asked her neighbor, because remember he came running with two guns. Right. So then she asked her neighbor to dispose of the other gun. Mm-hmm. And then, as another guy. And the guy just buried it under a rose bush in his backyard. Oh, well, that's fair. Like, at least he tried to, like, hide it. Be discreet about <laughs> yeah. it. And apparently he didn't tell police, like, later on, he didn't tell police until he saw it on TV and was like, oh, yeah, I, I buried something like that under my rose bush a few years ago. I, listen, I don't understand. Um, so... The following year, a detective learned that Shapiro had Fred's supposedly missing watch. Because remember, Shapiro was already like, this is sketchy. Mm -hmm. I know this is Fred's watch. And Klum, after breaking up with Dolly, they had a bad breakup. He told police, hey, I threw one of her guns into the La Brea tar pits with a woolly mammoth. And then the cops were like, you're an idiot. And the cops were like... I think this is where crack.com was like, apparently being a total dumbass doesn't like, uh, offer enough evidence because they were like, okay, well this doesn't prove anything. (laughs) They got the gun and it was too deteriorated to like prove anything. So they arrested her to like question her. And while she was in custody, she asked Shapiro, her lawyer lover, you know, yeah, that, that, uh, who was still hung up on her, to please bring food to the man living in her attic. Oh. <laughs> what? Who she told him was her half-brother. <laughs> Who's just been hanging out this whole time and no one's ever known. I forgot to tell you about him. He lives in the attic, actually. He's a vagabond half-brother. Yep. So he... <laughs> so Shapiro shows up at the attic to see Sin, to see Otto. And Otto had not spoken to another man in over a decade. Oh, my God. He was like, what are you? Can you imagine? (laughs) He's like a black-eyed kid. Like, can I use your telegraph? What is happening? It's like when Wonder Woman first saw Chris Pine and was like, you're a man. (laughs) (laughs) Poke, poke. Yes. Seriously. (laughs) So. So he had not spoken to another man. And he decided to regale this lawyer shapiro with all the tales of his sexual exploits with uh, dolly and shapiro was like what the fuck get out of here and kicked him out of the attic because he was all jealous like this isn't your half brother this man says he had sex with you (laughs) but he's like in love with dolly so he's like get out of here and scared otto enough to basically just kick him out and otto fled and also this guy's a lawyer so he probably could threaten him so Otto fled to Canada, changed his name, and then eventually he came back to L.A. and got married under a new name. Um, years later, in 1930, so this is about, like, I think seven or eight years later, Shapiro had moved in with Dolly into that house after he had kicked mm-hmm. Otto out. Uh, they had a bad breakup. Did they? <laughs> Some might say. They had a really healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, 
So they broke up, and Shapiro, sort of as vengeance, told the police about the mystery man in Dolly's attic. So finally, police were like, okay, we got something. So Otto and Dolly were both arrested and tried. So Dolly was acquitted because she was just that charming. Uh, Otto was convicted of manslaughter, but Mm -hmm. the charge was dropped because the statute of limitations had expired. Oh, okay. It had been eight years. Um, And after that, Otto kind of vanished. Nobody really knows where he went. Um, Dolly lived in Los Angeles until her death in 1961. Um, And Otto, he peaced out and his sort of memory uh, kind of like lived on and he became in the tabloids the Batman of Los Angeles because of his sort of like cave yeah. existence for 10 years. The Bat Cave. The Bat Cave. But like Batman was not a character at that point. So like when you see Batman. Oh, really? No. Yeah. So there was no actual Batman or anything like that. So they called him the Bat, the Bat Spaceman. Oh, yeah. Bat- because he lived like a bat. In a cave of an attic. Yeah. Oh, weird. Isn't that weird? The Batman of Los Angeles is what he was called for a long time. So he pieced out. No one, honestly, no one knows what happened to him. I mean, he's dead now. Or is he? I mean, it's been almost 100 years. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, he's dead. He did. So that's the story. I mean, I, it's really fucking bananas. I did want to add, like, this is not nothing related to the actual story, but I looked up, (laughs) there was an article that was like, oh, sometimes Fred would hear weird noises. It was on Wikipedia and it was like, sometimes Fred was suspicious of someone being in the attic. And I clicked the little like uh, footnote and it was like this article in Time Magazine in 1930. And I was like, cool. Oh, neat. Yeah. So I like clicked to read it. But of course it wouldn't let me read it because it was like sign up for a membership at time.com. And I was like, no. (laughs) But they had the first, like, the page of the magazine or whatever that yeah. this article had been featured in. So I got to read, like, the first few headlines or whatever. <laughs> 1930 was a weird time. What were the headlines? I just want to read them to you. Monday, April 28th, 1930. <clears throat> in Brooklyn, John Edmonds walked into the Edwards Hotel clad in his underwear, demanded room 313. Informed that it was occupied, he said, It was, but it isn't now. I just fell out of the window. What? (laughs) That's story number one. Uh, Story number two is titled, Wooden Legs. In Lynn, Massachusetts, Warren A. Goldbald was arrested for driving his auto headfirst into another auto while accompanied in the driver's seat by three friends. On investigation... Warren A. Goldbald was found to have two wooden legs. Oh, my God. Now, this third one is very offensive. Okay. Warning. The headline is Midget. All right. I mean, you're already in deep water there. Yep. In Manhattan, Kurt Zwiebler, a midget, was arrested for driving a small electric automobile without license. Well, time knows how to... Paint a picture. Paint a picture, indeed. And that was all he got. Especially, I'm thinking all about those wooden legs. The wooden peg legs driving a car. You you always hear about people with wood legs, but, like, you never see them because now people just have robot legs. Yeah, yeah. 
Crazy. I, um, I'm currently going through a lot of old magazines at work and Ooh. I just stumbled upon one where the headline was, can you inherit disease? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of like, Oh, I was like, you have so much to learn. So much. Someday you'll know. It's like one day the horrors are coming. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember Celine and I, when we were little, would look through like old, her dad had all these like national geographics that were like decades old and yeah. we would look through and there was one from like 1972 that was like <laughs> it was like revolutionary and it was like a car ad at like a minivan ad and it was like holders for your cups and it, oh. it was like a cup holder ad and it was just like whoa i can put water in my a glass of water in my car and the cup holder ad and it's just like the most revolutionary thing it was like a full spread ad and we that's were like, amazing what? <laughs> People had great lives back then. Just the smallest thing made your whole year. Everything. We're so hard to please now. We're just like... It's uh, like, what do you mean there's not a backup cam? Oh my God. Try again. Hello. Fresh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Kids with only black eyes? Okay. Actually, that terrifies the shit out of me. What am I... Who am I kidding? It's like, God, put on some like liquid... What do you put on? What do you put on for your dark eyes? I literally don't know what you're talking about. You know, for like makeup, when you have like dark bags under your eyes, you like put some sort of oh concealer. All right, put concealer into your. That's eyeballs. what the aliens should do, though. At least in like, their eyes. At least around it, so no. it's not all sunken in. But I feel like it's like just their their they, actual. They eyeballs. almost had it with the glasses. The glasses are the best solution. The bangs don't work. No. Because it's weird if you don't see their eyes. But, like, the glasses make sense. Mm -hmm. What I don't get is, like, if they're building these creatures to look like humans, why are the eyes so wrong? Because they're not humans and don't know the expression that the eyes are the window to the soul. Or maybe it's because Uh, eyes are the window to the soul and they they don't have have no soul. soul. That window is shut. It's the thing of where we crack the code of everything. I mean, that drunk mystery. Hello. Fresh. (laughs) Everyone hates us. I love Drunk Mystery, and I think we're going to be the best. I can't wait. We're going to be the best hosts ever. It's one of those things, guys. When we we were starting a podcast called Eerie and Theory. (laughs) By the way, we once tried to start a podcast called Eerie and Theory. One, we were like in the middle of our very first meeting ever where we were like, it's so great. Let's go. Let's buy audio equipment. Let's like, what? imagine where we'll be in a year. By the way, hello, fresh, fresh. right here. $600 later after that conversation. <laughs> but so in the middle of that conversation, Christine said something and all of a sudden I was like, oh, and that's why we drink. And then I was like, that should be the name of our show. There and we both had this very long, weird moment. Long silence. It was a, like a very weird, like supernatural, like our eyes met and we were like, that's the name. Like, I feel like we were parents with a child and we we're like, what do we name it? And then, <laughs> I mean, it was like in Friends when Ross and Rachel were like, mm-hmm. like, you just know when you know, you know. Yeah. yeah. And that happened for us. Technically, this was our, it is our child. It's so. our baby. So we, we looked into our eyes. I'm Ross and you're Rachel. So it's like, yeah. Why I'm am I Rachel? Because I want to be Ross fine be fucking ross i'll be jennifer aniston oh what a hard life you can be the i just the like, opposite of everyone ross. hates ross and i kind of do too but i kind of love ross too i hate ross everyone hates ross i love ross technically hang on i don't know how it works but we are in a 
Chandler Ross Monica situation with Allison. Somehow, right? College roommates. Who's the college roommate? Ross and Chandler. So you and and then uh, so no, we'd be no, no. siblings. You and I would be siblings then. So you're the only. Wait. So you have to be Ross in that situation because you. <laughs> so congratulations, I guess. So I'm Ross, and then Allison is who? Chandler. Either Chandler or Monica, but she hates Chandler. And you have to be Monica. That sucks. <laughs> I mean, I guess the Gellers are just horrible. Oh. Friends would have been so much funnier without either of them. No. Yeah. All right. Anyway, on that note, why did I bring up the our name thing? I don't know. You had a whole thing going and then. I did have a whole thing that was going to happen. Really derailed very quickly. It was you, like a, I remember it being in reference to like an aha moment. Whatever. Guys, you should have learned. I'm sorry. Learn the lesson. I'm not sorry, you know? No, don't be sorry. Here we are. Don't apologize. Everyone learn their lesson. We're here to teach you lessons. I'll listen to this when this comes out, and then I'll be like, ah, that's what I was trying to say. It'll be too late. You probably told everyone what you were trying to say, and then we just immediately forgot it. Yep. But we think that you all have learned enough for today. Thank you so much for listening to us again. Why did you do that? But thank you. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at ATWWD Podcast. We also have our website, and that's why we drink.com. We also have our store, and that's why we drink.bigcartel.com. We have an email, and that's why we drink at gmail.com, where you can send in your personal true crime and paranormal stories. We put out a new listeners episode every first of the month. We also have our Patreon. Please donate ATWWD Podcast. You can follow our personal whatevers if you wish. You wish to. Yes. At the M. Schultz and X. Teen Schieffer. Yes. Um, also, if you guys get the opportunity, it would be super helpful for us if you could rate us on iTunes or on Apple Podcasts because that really helps us like get traction and um, move forward in the ratings and get... Please help. You know, more sponsorships and things like that. So thank Keeps you. Keeps us alive. And you guys are doing that and it's really awesome. So thank you for doing that. Um that's all I got. And that's why we drink? And that's why we drink. Ow! <laughs> I don't know why I thought we should do that at the same time. My finger was going to push it into your finger. Ow. And that's why we drink. Uh, bye. Hi, we're back real quick. We hey, actually just we Hi. just realized that we have... Yes. You ready for it? Bet, you ready? Right, go. <laughs> Finally! Desiree sent M a drink thing this came from my this came from my stainless steel 30 ounce chill cup it's it's the metal straw from desiree yeah it's very effective all right we have figured it out finally 53 episodes in bye (laughs) holy grail goodbye in a fast-paced world every day brings new challenges and new opportunities at strayer university we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change for over 130 years We've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support so you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.